This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, just how significant is the stray animal population in our city and what can we do that is best for those animals and best for the environments that they populate? A group of friends saw a need uh, and in January 2015 began trapping, neutering and rehoming kittens here in Dunedin. By July of that year, they had desexed and rehomed 110 cats and kittens and their work goes on. Here to tell us about the Animal Rescue Network New Zealand is Sharon Pine. Thanks for joining us, Sharon. Thanks for inviting me, Jeff. Um, tell us about that decision that you and your friends took to do something about this issue. What was the incentive there? Um, so our founder, Anna, had been trapping and rescuing cats and other animals practically her entire life. And she was running around like a crazy woman um, rescuing cats. She lives rurally. She often find, found kittens dumped in boxes by the side of the road and that sort of thing. So we all actually met via social media, um, the powers of Facebook, and we decided that somebody needed to do something because nobody else was, and we became a charitable trust in June of last year. Um, We mainly started focusing around the university area. There's a huge stray cat issue there. Um, students often get kittens and then don't have them desexed and also unfortunately sometimes leave them behind when they go and um, there were lots and lots of cats having litter after litter of kittens so that was where we started focusing our efforts but it soon became apparent that it's actually a much wider issue throughout lots of other areas of Dunedin as well. Talk about that in a moment. So, but how, how, you know, when you start something like this, how do you even go about it? I mean, you need resources, don't we you? We do, we do. So, we are completely reliant on donations um, and our own fundraising efforts. Um, how did we go about it? It just started and then it took on a life of its own. So, it's something that could easily consume every waking moment. Mm. The majority of us that are the trustees, we all work in full-time jobs as well, so we're very busy, so we do rely a lot on our volunteers to help us as well. Um, Yeah, it just started, and it just took off. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your methodology when you say you're trapping animals. How how does that work? So we have um, the humane traps. They don't hurt or um, injure the cats at all and we bait them with food roast chickens very very popular (laughs) Um, so the idea is that you put bait in the trap the cat comes in it steps on the um, plate which slams the crate door shut behind it often we're trapping them late at night so you can't actually take them to the vet straight away so you just cover them up with a blanket put them somewhere safe and warm and leave them overnight and they're absolutely fine Um, and then we take them off we've got a fabulous vet um, Dr Verona Mitchell who gives us um, a great deal of help and assistance with the work that we do and we couldn't really do it without her Um, and so what we do is if it's a completely feral cat that is not used to humans at all and it's past the age where you can tame it um, as long as there's somebody prepared to keep feeding it and looking after it, we will neuter it and release it. We only actually trap them if we know that we're going to have somebody to look after them. We can't just take a completely wild cat off the street, desex it and release it unless somebody's prepared to look after it. Um, so we do find that a lot of people are quite happy to do this for us. They've actually normally been feeding the cats themselves and they're the people that have contacted us, but mm. they realise that it's not a good idea to let them keep breeding and having kittens and um, contributing to the problem. Now, if the kittens are little, we have um, what we call drop traps, whereas, again, we'll bait them with food. The mother cat comes along, she brings her kittens. 
you wait till they're all in there and you drop the door down. Right. Um, sometimes we have to go back a couple of times to make sure we get them all. But if, there's, if they're under eight weeks, they're relatively easy to tame to humans. They're very cute. They sit in your hand and hiss at you. <laughs> so, I mean, anyone who, who looks after a pet knows that, you know, there's a cost associated with doing these things. So, you know, neutering a cat, how much roughly would that cost? There is. Um, like I said, our vet helps us out a great deal and, and gives us a very good price. But if you were neutering um, a male cat, it, it, prices do vary. So it would pay to phone around the different vets, but that can be anywhere from sort of 70 to $110. Um, female cats are more expensive, so that could be up 140 to 160. Um, and that is one thing that we're finding: people get these so-called free pets off Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. They're not really free. No. You might not pay for the animal, but you've got to be able to afford to pay to have the animal desexed and then to continue its care throughout its life. And it could live; a cat could live for 20 years yeah. easily. Just doing the maths there, even in that first few months, you had you know over 100 animals. We're almost close the... to 400 now. Right, that's significant. Mm. And so, uh, ultimately, where possible, you're looking to rehome these animals, not the ones that perhaps are ferals, like you've said, but others that are capable of being domesticated and, and joining a family. Yes, exactly. So how do you go about that? So we have um, a Facebook page. So we have a lot of, um, we take videos of our kittens, we post photos of them, we tell their stories, and some of their stories are quite sad. Um, we had an adoption day recently, which was a great success, so I think we will probably be doing that again in the future. Um, basically, word of mouth. We just tell as many people as we possibly can about who we are, what we're doing, and that we have kittens. <laughs> Your hope would be in the long term that you see the population start to decline? Absolutely. Is that realistic, do you think? I would like to think so. This is, a, and we have to keep telling ourselves this, we're in a marathon, not a sprint. This is not an easy fix. This is going to be a 20-year project, maybe longer. Yeah. So you mentioned the university area as being one kind of hot spot. Are there others around the city? There are some others around the city. Um, we've had some quite a few calls from Corstaphine area. Um, we've been helping some people in Port Chalmers as well. And I'm just trying to think where else we've been trapping. Um, I think Waikari. There's been, yeah, there's a few places, and South so Dunedin. In that regard, do you welcome calls from people if they know of a, of a feral cat uh, situation in their area? Yes, but just be aware we can't wave a magic wand. Mm. Um, we do ask that people work with us. We're delighted to help you, but if they can help, people can help us in return. So again, if somebody has been feeding a cat... Um, we're more than happy to come along and make sure that cat's been vet checked and desexed, and then we'll return it back to the person who can keep them right. After so it. it does need to be a community effort. No, I think so. In that regard, that's your best opportunity for success, I suppose. Mm. Just cats at the moment. We have grand plans to um, expand. We do have a, a puppy, Bella. She's a dear wee girl, um, but at the moment, it's it's turned out to be mainly cats. We have limited resources. We don't have our own premises. We every Rescue animal goes into one of our either one of the organisers' homes or one of our foster carers' homes. You know, when people don't think about the consequences of for, of failing to continue to care for an animal or to desex an animal, what are they what are they consigning that animal to in terms of its life? I mean, are these animals suffering out in the wild, or what kind of problems are they causing? They are. I mean, 
We often find young female cats who are barely more than kittens themselves who are being pregnant and having litters, mm. and litter after litter. Um, we've recently had a case where we think this cat is quite young and she's probably not much more than a year old and she's had about her third litter. So it's it's not good for them. They're having to scavenge to find food. There's obviously infections that go through them. We've been finding quite a few kittens that have been having ulcerated eyes. Um, you know, it's a miserable existence. How is your relationship with other, other animal welfare groups in the city? Um, so we have been in discussions with the SPCA about how we can best work together, um, and so there are ongoing discussions, but we're positive that um, we can work our aims. Basically, at the end of the day, our aims are the same, to reduce suffering. You have a wonderful website uh, where there's lots of information about what you do and also information about uh, some of the animals that are available for adoption. There's also some fabulous artwork up there. Who's responsible for that? There is. Um, the artwork is Heather, who is one of our organisers. She's one of the trustees. And um, she's very, very talented, so we're very fortunate to have Heather. Um, she does a lot of work for us. She fosters, uh, does the amazing artwork. So there are a number of ways that people can support you, right? I mean, clearly cash donations are very, very welcome for the work that you do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And later in the year you'll have uh, a collection day, I imagine, out on the street? Yes, we have a collection day on the 25th of November, so we will be looking for volunteers to help us man some, some buckets and be out on the streets collecting some money. All right, and you would welcome anyone to get in touch now who, who might be able to help out in that regard just to get to make sure you've got some names on a list when yes, the time comes? Yes, definitely. Uh, able to donate also through your website, are Yes, um, people can donate through our website. We um, have our bank account details up there, and we're a charitable trust, so any donations, of course, are um, able to be tax deductible. And you have a little shop up there with some of those artworks for sale, perhaps other things as well? We do. We have, um, what else do we have? We have some catnip bags. We have catnip mice. Um, we have, well, we've got a garage sale coming up as well on the um, 20, 22nd of May is our garage sale. Um, sorry, what am I talking about? The garage sale's on the 7th of May. 7th sorry, of May? Mixing up our fundraising events. <laughs> um, we've got a um, quiz on the 22nd of May. Um, so, yes, we have um, got a few things coming up. things coming up. And we've got a very exciting art raffle that's going to be kicking off in about two months. So, so the idea would be to stay on the Facebook page yes, and on your website. You'll absolutely. have information about that. So you are Animal Rescue New Zealand. Animal Rescue Network New Animal, Zealand. Animal Rescue Network New Zealand. You can find it uh, easily by Googling and, uh, and what have you. Now, um, in terms of the size of your group now, how many active participants have you got with the network? So our main sort of core of um, committee members and main organisers, there's eight of us. Yep. Um, volunteers, I would imagine we've got, and I'm sounding a little uncertain because I'm not the person who actually organises most of the volunteers, um, we've probably got a core group of another 10 to 15 people. Right. So aside from volunteering, like shaking a can and helping with the collection, are there actual active things that people can be helping with now? Um, yes, we're often looking for people to foster our kittens for us. Um, fingers crossed that might actually be slowing down a little bit at this time of year as we're heading into winter, but um, we definitely would always be looking for people to help us out with that. Mm -hmm. um, we would like to have some more people who can help us with trapping. Yep. Um, and 
picking up kittens and delivering to the delivering them to the vet and picking them up again and dropping them back, that sort of thing. Always something to do. There's and, always something and, to do. And of course, giving a cat a home as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. <laughs> just, um, just before we finish, just tell us a little bit about that process in terms of how you work that through that with a potential uh, cat so, owner and uh, the cost, etc. When somebody... Um, identifies one of our kittens that they would like to find out a bit more about, we will put the person in contact with the foster mum, or dad as it might be. Um, They can go and meet the kitten in in the person's home. It's often possible to take the kitten on trial. Um, Particularly we have a lot of or several cats that have been socialised perhaps a little bit older than little tiny kittens. They can often be quite shy and they make the most lovely pets but it does take a little bit of time to get their trust mm. so we're happy if somebody wants to take a kitten on trial just to make sure it's going to fit in with the family and that everybody's going to be happy our kittens are de-sexed they've been um, assessed by a vet they've been flea treated they've been wormed they've had their first vaccination so we charge $130 for the kittens but if you take two we will we will usually do two for 200 quite nice to have a couple together if you can provide a good home for them. It is, yeah. Sharon Pine from Animal Rescue Network New Zealand. Thank you for joining us on the awesome morning show today and all the very best for the great work they're doing. Thank you very much. This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.